This is geeked up. No doubt. Here we go. Getting geeked. <laughs> and a three. So what's up? This is Devin Barnes, and this is episode one of Geeked Up. With me always is my co-host, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, buddy? Big episode one. Big what premiere. happened? The, the premiere week of Geek. Big premiere party here. We got Mountain Dew, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, in classic geek fashion. Tons yeah. of Mountain Dew in stock for the uh, episode one pre-party. The Geeked Up. So let's get right into it. Big news this week. Big news this episode. Yeah, it's a vital, uh, it really is a vital geek week right here for the kickoff. We, we, we had to kick off with all this going on. Couldn't be a better week, I think, to start the Geeked Up pod. <laughs> because, of course, this week it was National Star Wars Day. National Star Wars Day. Liam, may 4th be with you. <laughs> but in, to me, I don't know, equal or bigger news, the Avengers Age of Ultron just opened this weekend. And the Avengers debut. Woo! We're like hitting them from all geek angles right here. The two, the two biggies in the geek world. You're telling me, man. National Star Wars Day. That's like Christmas for geeks, or that's like the excitement that like alcoholics have for St. Patrick's Day is like the geeks for <laughs> national. Right. We they they got their own day, but also it was uh, the weekend before. The Avengers debut, the new the big blockbusters. New... Everyone's been waiting for it. All the movies been leading up to it. I actually saw it. And this is what, the second of the new Avenger. Give me the whole rundown. Right, I'm a little hazy like, on the whole. This is the second Avengers movie. But the great thing, in like, I guess, the versus Star Wars is just the one, two, three trilogy, where the Avengers trilogy, eventual trilogy, there's movies leading up to every one. It's not just yeah. like Avengers 1, 2, and 3. Like, it all started with the first Iron Man movie. And then there was like it a whole star movie, <laughs> just like everything else in society. It all started with the first Iron Man. It all started with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> so now, but then kind of like Star Wars 2, you were telling me that it is kind of like a universe in which they all, so there's all of these coordinating characters. They all have their own movies, yeah, but they big all shared live universe. in the same. So uh, now who exactly are the Avengers then? Who is in this galaxy of superheroes? All right, who do we got? Who do we got? I'll, I'll give you, the, there's more, but I'll give you the main players. It started with Iron players. Man. The main guys. All the right, you got Iron Man. Hunter. You got Iron Man. You got, Wasn't uh, too big of a fan of Iron Man. I saw the, uh, he had, first of all, a little too manufactured of a goatee for a superhero for me. <laughs> been, like, well well, he's dressed, a rich guy. He's on, a yeah, no, that was his, like, that's his gimmick is that he's just, like, a really rich, like, snarky douche that's, yeah. like, also a superhero. <laughs> like, dude, he's kind of, like, half fag, half a superhero. I want to, like, say no, but, like, I pretty much, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Like, I would hate that guy if I met him in real life, <laughs> but, like, in a movie. I always pictured it, too. Saves your life it was really just, it. like, if one of the characters from Honorage became a superhero. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, yeah. Finn, what are you doing in that Iron Man suit? I got all this money, guys. In a town like this, in an Iron Man suit, <laughs> what could go wrong? But, yeah, you're right. He was a snarky dude in an Iron Man suit. But, All you know. Right, so, we got, so we got Iron Man. He did good. He did good. And then uh, who was the next? I'm trying to think of the order that came out in years ago. Of course I know him. And then it was the, uh, I think it was the Incredible Hulk. It definitely was. The Incredible Hulk came out starring Edward Norton. But he's no longer the Incredible Hulk. Now it's Mark Ruffalo. Why did yeah. Edward Norton, uh, why did he get bounced from the Hulk franchise? I don't know. Cause I think he's like a whiny bitch. <laughs> just like, I think like the Hulk movie didn't go the artsy way that he planned it on to. You know what I mean? Some Edward Norton it wasn't like terrible story. Strong, you yeah. Know, like. So then it was um, Thor was after that. I know that's your, one of your personal favorites is <laughs> Thor. Yeah, he's a little bit homoerotic for a uh, superhero. Just a big Norwegian that like... <laughs> 
big Nordic shirtless guy that is some for, for some reason he's not the guy for you. <laughs> the muscly blonde haired blue eyed dude isn't. Uh, like, what's his backstory other than just being like a he's a fighter? god? Well, in the movies they try to make it more realistic and call him an alien. <laughs> but yeah, he's, this is a Christian society. They're this is a uh, this is a uh, he's technically a god, like exactly like Thor, the god Thor guy. Okay, so like, but now like his superpowers are actually he's actually like a god. Yeah, he can like fly from, like, and another shoot lightning. Thing, that's and like the Hulk who just has rage problems, and this is like a god, like a deity yeah. from some other people that just like fights our bad guys. All right, I guess the th- you know you can't argue with Thor. You yeah, know. He, he is. See, I knew, I knew <laughs> he's secretly your favorite, and then um. The fourth guy, the leader, the guy that ties the whole gang in together. It's fucking Captain America. Captain America. Yeah, sorry. Captain this America. always did seem like a pretty ridiculous. Uh, it's a very dated, for... the very dated hero. You know, like they wrote the first like Captain America comic books were written in like during World War II. So at the time, it was like, oh, look at this guy socking Hitler in the face and his red, white, and blue and his stupid shield. <laughs> But now, like, he's in modern times. It's, there's a dude, like, walking around in a star-spangled, like, outfit called Captain America. Captain America. <laughs> like, so those are the main guys. Those are the four main players. And then they team up in the Avengers movie. The so these Avengers guys all movie. get together. Now, whoever they're fighting, this guy must be pretty badass if he needs, like, a... Uh, if he needs all of American strength, it's a god from another land, a rageaholic maniac, and a snarky douchebag <laughs> to, like, conquer this one... Evil yeah. genius, and they all get tied so now, together. The villain is the penguin. The, the only devious, actually... only person devious to handle all of those characters could only be the penguin. <laughs> so now these are, and these are, are been like the total box office smash hits. Oh yeah, of the uh, original Avengers made over a billion dollars. A billion, okay, yes. Yeah, so we're billion. just coming off of, we're hot off of opening weekend. And, like now, do these movies hold up? Because like you know they're going to be successful. You get all of those. Because I'm sure that all four of those different movies have their own fans. Like, for me, I would go see The Hulk, but I wouldn't go see Captain America and, you know, share a big bowl of popcorn with Kenny Chesney and hoping he beats General <laughs> Moscow, you know, like. But maybe, uh, you know, The Hulk I'd be there for. Like I said, the Iron Man I'm not a fan fan of. You totally turned me on the gay Thor. I might go check this out with a bunch of the other. But uh, I might go to the Chelsea Theater and watch <laughs> Thor. It might be a good time. But So you're going to get like, it's going to be a box office hit because you're getting, but does the movie actually hold up in terms, like is it better than in one of the yeah. individual character books? Is it logical that they're all joining it does. forces it always, to fight? It always makes sense that they join forces to fight. And if you don't, like you were saying, like don't watch every one of these movies, you can still watch these movies individually and I imagine most of the American public is smart enough to put together what's going tie on. Tie the loose ends about the. Uh, oh my god! Also, actually, I guess kind of explained to me something interesting that because uh, I only I saw uh, I've seen handfuls of the Avengers series movies and I did not see the first Avengers. But you were telling me that their kind of theme with the because uh, this is also I guess we should clarify these are the Marvel. These are all guys. the Marvels movies, yeah. Okay, now now I'm wondering where Wolverine c- c- kicks in because when I was a kid, Marvel was all the X Men. Well, there's the X Men movies, but uh, years ago, before they were really making movies, the comic book industry almost went bankrupt. So Marvel before act- movies, came. before like <laughs> yeah, before, before they started movies. transferring him like, all, all their into bullshit movies. to like movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were kind of run bankrupt, so they actually sold their rights, the movie rights, to certain characters to um. 
other studios. So like Fox owns the rights to uh, the X Men movies. Okay, so Fox the Marvel still owns, owns it. The, the rights. movie rights. The movie rights. The movie rights characters. to it. Oh, so the Marvel technically can't make X Men movies X-Men or like pay reference because that Fox is Fox still are pumping them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're still yeah. pumping them out. There's a new one coming out. Oh, this that's summer. terrible! What a Scrooge for Marvel. Yeah, right. Because now they're making billions and they can't get it back because the Fox is still making the Avengers vs X Men all under Marvel. Can't do it. Can't do it. Oh my gosh! Because that would be rooting for Gambit. Well, the same thing happened with Spider Man too. They sold Spider Man to Sony. And Sony made a bunch of money off them, so they weren't going to sell them back. And then they made those last two Spider-Man movies were just piles of shit. <laughs> so now they've actually made a deal with Marvel. Where Marvel's getting big news, guys. Marvel's getting Spider-Man back for the movies. Ooh. So the next Added movie's the coming list. out. There's going to be Spider-Man with the Avengers, which is... Uh, Spider-Man is going to join the Avengers. He's at least going to be fighting with them, man. He's gonna be, he can finally be in the same movie now, so... <laughs> Well, he needs help getting... We did it, guys. <laughs> we did it, guys. We kept the fight going. But you were telling me, though, that the Marvel, uh, their kind of theme is to get more... They're more comic booky in their they're, movie presentation. They're big and bright, and, and they're fun, and they're funny. So the last DC, let's face it, the Batmans have been taking like the dark, very realistic feel. They're like the Eeyore of the comic book movies. They're just dark and gloomy. <laughs> and how do you make Superman so dark yeah, and gloomy? Yes, even the last like, Superman was like a depressing... Uh, it was just really dark and was like angry and he fucking spoiler he kills a dude at the end. It's like what? <laughs> or Superman just snapped that dude's neck? Like all right, like I get it. Like and again, I love those movies to, to an extent too. I like the Marvel ones better, but uh, you're yeah. more of a fan of the ridiculous yeah. comic booky. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it is how much realism are you trying to go for? Well, because even like these... the Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, and I know I'll catch a lot of slack for saying this, dude, but like. I think they're way overrated. I think the dark Batman Christian Bale movies, love them. I love them. Like, the first one, fucking love. <laughs> the the second one's pretty Christian good. Christian Bale movies. But the third one, oh my god, what a, pair of, what a pile of shit, dude. The third one with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tom Hardy the, and, uh, uh, what's her name? The fucking Anne Hathaway was, was Catwoman. Bane. The all-time funniest villain voice I've ever heard. Yeah, really. It was just like the the funny voice clash. I'm going to stop you, Bane. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. No, you're not, Batman. Someone talk normal. Stop talking like (laughs) Sorry, guys. And this is the one that's trying to come across as more real. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a mishmash in the... Well, then the new one's coming because, out. Yeah, then you were showing me because the, further uh, going along with our real life kind of. <laughs> yeah, real life thing. Well, the new one's coming out now. The new Dark Superman, the sequel to it, is Superman versus Batman. And now Ben Affleck is playing Batman. <laughs> I think he's trying to, like, reprise. What's more dark than Ben Affleck? Than ben Affleck. But um, Jared Leto is a great thing. Jared Leto is going to be playing the Joker. Now the old Heathy boy is dead. <laughs> Jared Leto, we're gonna get another fucking prinzy primpy dude. Jared yeah, so Leto, okay, now the last the Heath Ledger Joker was definitely like a uh, reinvented the comic book. Villain. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, it wasn't ridiculous. Like a twisted nature than like the Jack Nicholson one. Yeah, it was just so a Tim Burtony kind of. Yeah, exactly. But now we're going oh, further. Man. Because you showed me the trailer for the Jared Leto Well, Joker. not just the tra- no trailer. No trailers out here, but I've shown you the picture. The, the still shot yeah, picture still of shot. Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> and holy fucking terrible, man. Like, <laughs> think 
think the youngest son in the later years of home improvement for Mark when Goth. <laughs> he just looks like Mark when Goth is the. Uh, it's just some little Goth bag is like the just like the villain in Batman. Apparently, he just has like tight black leather pants, and he should be outside Irving Plaza waiting for like the Marilyn Manson reunion concert, not fighting Batman and Superman. Yeah, really, he's not even wearing clown makeup. He just has like ha 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 tattoo in his forearm, yeah. and for some reason he's wearing a grill and like eyeshadow, but his hair is still green. He's like that fucking dude we made fun of in high school. You know what I mean? The yeah. one that would like sit under the stairs and smoke cigarettes and be like, man, you're a fucking weirdo, Matt. Like, call me Joker. <laughs> like, no one's calling you Joker, you fucking dweeb. Yeah. The actual cartoon would be like, what the fuck is this? Dude? Yeah, Guy's seriously. not even a clown. Are we going to have a clown that's not a clown? But so, uh, but then in terms of the Avengers, now who exactly was the, the villain is in the Avenger? In the new one? The first one was Loki. Thor's frimpy little brother. God, that's hilarious. And then the second one was a robot they fought. This is a robot named Aldrawn, oh, but it was just the action. You don't go to the movie, these movies for the plot. <laughs> I'm going for the action and the bright lights. And Okay, because no. that kind of ties us in then to uh, we've been trying to run parallels or segue along with Star Wars, True. which is the other big news of the week, of course, National Star Wars Day. Uh-huh. May the 4th be with you, of course, from the famous uh, Star Wars Phrase, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where it stems from. Maybe, may, may the force be with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the classic, may the fourth be with you, stems from the, I'm Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> or whatever, one, one of those lines. Yeah, I, don't know which one. I think it was but a... Now, because the, uh, the Star Wars movies, let's face it, you know, uh, much more, like, respected cinematically than I, at least my, uh, I'm thinking of the Avengers are, because those movies kind of were more steeped in plots and whatnot. They weren't just about, like, the cheesy action crashes like the well, Avengers. Or am I wrong about this? Well, because, yes uh, and no. That's because kind of, the, I, I look at Star Wars as one of these crossover geek culture things, but it's, like, pretty... They're actually thought of as individually, at least the first three, the original three. Yeah, the original trilogy. As very good, you know, solid movies. Absolutely. More than just popcorn Blockbuster hits. Well, it was the first time. Well, am I too, wrong or right? No, hundred percent right. Hundred percent right. And the first time, like the Star Wars movies came out, you never really saw anything that like a sci- in, like a sci-fi movie, like the whole cantina scene okay, where they're yeah, like sitting at a bar, like getting fucked up with other aliens. <laughs> like that was never really around. <laughs> he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. <laughs> oh my god! Harris is about to be a bar fight. Break yes, out this yes. alien bar. Yes. <laughs> but, so yeah. Was, so I get, I get what you're saying. They kind of broke the mold with the. Uh, sci-fi kind of stuff, but are, like, the Avengers movies kind of headed for, like, the same level of respect as your Star Wars's are, or are these kind of the old, nobody goes to them for the plot, they're just for the big action scenes? I don't know. I think, it, I think it could hold up. Because let's face it, Star Wars, fucking hey, man, they got their own day, for God's sakes. That's true. There's no National Avengers Day. <laughs> National Not yet, guys, but we did get Spider-Man back to Marvel, <laughs> so we can do it. Yeah, we're working on it. They're working towards it. But Star Wars Day was... Uh, Earlier in, in this week was actual May the 4th. How did you May celebrate? 4th. Are you, uh, you know, worked on my uh, lightsaber video, YouTube video <laughs> for about three You hours. watched the fat kid and the lightsaber thing? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Being that fat kid, dude, I'm going to team up with him. But so, of course, so I, w- I was looking into it a little bit, though, because this, this is the kind of thing that crosses over to the news and hits the... Uh, Actual, you know, mainstream public oh, yeah. Star Wars Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. all sorts. There were all sorts of, like, LARPer demonstrations and uh, things like exhibits ho- held throughout parks and stuff in the country. Right. Where people show you how to lightsaber and people reenact scenes from the movie and whatnot. 
Well, like one thing for this, I saw in the news this year on May the fourth, all of the uh, the astronauts in the space station actually watched Star Wars from space. It's pretty fucking cool, actually, man. I want to say what a bunch of yeah, it would be pretty cool to watch Star Wars. Although, like, yeah, I've got it because I've got this perception when you're an astronaut and you're like in one of these like space machines, you're kind of like sitting looking out of the window into space. Yeah, and it's probably you're probably like in the middle of like a like a little chamber. I'm sure you're not just like looking out of the window at like the moon pass by, you know. But that's true. That's true. I don't. I'd be always looking out the window, man, just fucking terrified that thing's gonna fall apart. But you can't probably just like because that's what I feel like. I feel like I'd have my face pressed up to the window the whole time. (laughs) The whole time, like a kid. Driving through the mountains in the backseat of the Volvo, but uh, I got a feeling that's probably a little bit more of a professional atmosphere set up for these guys. So they're probably professional. Enough, it they in can space all sit down and like watch Star Wars together. <laughs> yeah, they got their shit together. I mean, but I mean, that's, uh, so that's what they did. I saw there was like on the in- on the internet all sorts of. Uh, it's like really popular for these nerds to get married on on May the Fourth. These fuckers. So there's all sorts of like wedding gallery, wedding photo galleries. These fucking losers. Oh, it. really? These, uh, I mean, I fucking you, trust me, dude. There's, are you above there, these Star Wars? There's thing? a line, dude. There's a line. <laughs> Having said that, though, like, I'm always hoping to just, like, maybe get invited to one of these things one time, dude, <laughs> and just, like, pretend like I hate it. Like, oh, my God, I yeah. got to dress up like a fucking Game of Thrones character. <laughs> and just be so excited to do it. And I feel that, like, there's probably... That's probably the most worthy marriage if you can find two of these rejects that love Star Wars so much that they want to have. Because you know every other wedding's like the like the wife wants to have it on the beach and the guy's mm-hmm. trying to save a couple bucks. But no, both these two fucking assholes want to have their friends play with lightsabers as they stand in the backyard. I know, I know. Dressed up as characters from a George Lucas movie. I always want like, to. This s- is true love, folks. <laughs> Except I always want to see like the bride's father's face in his fucking like looking so disappointed. This is who his daughter's married, but having being forced to sit there like. His his Jar Jar Binks costume. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just being his daughter furious. And his, fucking, yeah, yes. total fucking nerd. And just all hope goes out the window. Harrison Ford. <laughs> and you just sit there and feel like the biggest failure as a father, <laughs> as a parent. Yeah, seriously. That's oh, got to be a rough day for your yeah, for the dad when he's sitting <laughs> yeah. there with fucking Yoda ears. <laughs> exactly. <on. laughs> <laughs> Dress them up as I the emperor. Yeah. <laughs> is oh there any God. reason why these two people should not be wed? Or have a reason. But yeah, I totally hope I totally want to get invited to one of those things. I've said that. Yeah, now I do too. Yeah, actually, now that, now that you mention it. But uh, so, what do you think of the? Because you're and you were also telling me because the uh, just in terms of the Star Wars movies, actually, we were talking about them. But the original three. Definitely, I think, hold up is maybe a little bit long in the tooth in certain scenes, <laughs> but definitely hold up is three definitely very solid movies. The next three of this iconic Star Ugh. Wars, total gar- hunks of garbage that all, you could only pass by by going, well, they were the ones before the other ones. It's so really true. They're supposed to be really boring because like, Darth Vader's of- racing go-karts as a six-year-old. Like, yeah, we, it's going to be boring. But yeah, and a lot of the shit in more terrible. They did have the famous Padme scene where fucking after Darth Vader loses to Obi-Wan and he's sitting there and we find out that like the reason behind all of the evilness inside of Darth <laughs> when you really crawl inside the belly of the beast, it's really just because some fucking chick left him and he's like, Padme, now he's the because some fucking chick leaves him. He's no better than Jared Leto the Joker, basically, Darth Vader. At the end of the day, so there's that horror leading into the... That was the big culmination of the first trilogy. Yeah. Now we're on the uh, heels of the last trilogy of Star Wars. Get yeah, the new Your ones thoughts. are coming out. 
New ones are coming out. Episode seven's coming out. Episode seven through nine. Episode seven through nine. First ones are directed and by the uh, nine part in the trilogy of trilogies. The nine part movie, man. Um, yeah, J.J. Abrams is directing this one. Guy directed like Law or did like Lost and a bunch of other shit. He was actually directing a couple of the Star Trek, the first two new Star Trek movies. Okay, which, which everybody loved. Yeah, weren't loved. terrible, man. Like I'm not a Star Trek guy at all, but totally fucking love those movies. So it should be good, and he's using a lot less CGI, as in, so he's, like, building real sets and, like, trying. Yeah, because you don't want a lot of CGI in Star Wars. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of ruined, the, like, the new trilogy. The one, two, and three it was all just fucking blue screens and CGIs and a lot of bitching about ex-girlfriends. <laughs> but, uh, so, now, these are, are you excited for these three, though? These three, because you were telling me these three are actually, the first three were before... The, the, yeah, exactly. The three. These three are like after the original three, but it's the same character. So the first three same were like the char- characters that would become the, the characters, characters we know. From. Exactly. These last three are still the same fucking characters yeah. from the last three. Yeah. It's like yeah. they're actually like they're old. dragging Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford out there to Boy. be like, what would these Jedis look like fighting the galaxy 30 years later? I think they were more dragging uh, Harrison Ford. I think Mark Hamill was fucking sure to sign on. <laughs> yeah. Seeing as this fucking bozo hasn't That's done true. anything in 30 years. The fucking flamer that played C-3PO was running out of the, yeah. running to the uh, studio. For oh, that. I already actually have the costume on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking loser. But yeah, no, the only thing is, is like, they, you're right. It's 30 years later, and they're very old now. They're very old characters. Yes, they're so like, it's more like geriatric Star Wars. It's like, is there a big nursing home they're going to be in? Like... Is Han Solo still able to do the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs? Like, can he still drive that fast? Or at all? Because, like, he's old as fuck now, so he doesn't drive at night. Yeah, but... So, like, it's space. It's always <laughs> it's nighttime. Always it's night. always night. <laughs> it's always... I can't see this end. It's too hard. It's too hard to drive now. Turn that radio down, you're Chewie. Right. They're definitely gonna have. They're definitely gonna have to have like a separate wing for these. Yeah, these poor young Chewie. Punk. Now, why didn't they make movies? Why didn't? Why aren't there just like younger Jedi's that they're telling the stories about? Are these stories? Is it still? Well, I like, think these are uh, old. Is it still Luke trying to get back? And you know, <laughs> I think these old farts are gonna be more like cameo roles. I think it is gonna be like a younger okay, batch of kids. Even fucking. I know, like the bad guy is uh, the fucking. Dude from Girls, the fat chick's boyfriend in Girls, is the bad guy in Star Wars, which is just fucking the hipstery. This is the way we're going. We're just getting hipstery, gothy people to play these villains, dude. Well, I guess it shows that America hates these people. (laughs) Somewhere in their heart, we really do hate these. That's right. We want to watch some fucking kids that we... Someone even nerdier than you beat the crap out of you. Someone more geeked up than you. What about Chewie? Is Chewie going to be back? Chewie's gonna be back, man. But Chewie, how good can Chewie be looking? <laughs> yeah, you ever seriously. seen your friend's like old dog? <laughs> yeah, Chewie's like, back hind leg doesn't work. He's <laughs> yeah, shitting he's all over the carpet all the time. Big cones <laughs> around his head so he doesn't like bite his stitches. <laughs> his eyes are all cataracted over. Just like fuck, are we? Are we? Did do Han and Luke have to have that talk about Chewie? You know, are we keeping him alive for him or for us? Who's this really? <laughs> really, that's how this one's gonna end. Actually, is them having to put Chewbacca down at the yeah. end. They'll be playing the music. Han will be sitting there petting him. Like I don't care what anyone says. You were a good Wookie. Fucking Chewie and me. Owen Wilson will come bursting in crying. It'll be the exact same ending as Marley and me. We'll call yeah, it s- episode seven. Chewie and me. Chewie and me. Chewie and me. <laughs> It's a big good one to come back to. So that'll be the end of that partnership. But uh, but really, in honor then of their last hoorah, of the last, as I predict, the last the run assumed last hoorah of Chewie and Han. To me, one of the uh, best on-screen weird partnerships. 
It's going to bring us to our closer look this episode. Ah, where every closer look segment. The old closer look segment where every episode Liam and I geek apart and take a closer look at a certain subject. <laughs> so in honor of Han and Chewie, we're this episode... We're going to do a closer look of best non-human partners. Yes, best non-human partners. Because let's face it, that's the one thing that jumps off your bat. Han and Chewie are roaming through the galaxy everywhere, buddy, buddy. That's right. One's a huge gorilla, the other's a normal man, <laughs> flesh and blood. Yeah. What's the story here? One's a space What's gorilla, the... yeah. <laughs> one's a normal man. I mean, it works great for the intimidation factor. You're going, what the fuck is... But... The other thing that works great in Han's case is the communication works perfectly. There's yeah. no barrier between the animal-human world. Han nope. goes, hey, Chewie, you know, you got to save the day. And then Chewie, boom, right there to save the day. Yeah, exactly. And plus, Han understands what Chewie says. He somehow speaks this disgusting gorilla <laughs> space language and, like, doesn't miss a beat. Like, which way do we go, Chewie? All right, we'll go through there. Like, what? <laughs> Like, maybe Hans is a little nuts, and there's, like, that's that fucking douchebag that talks yeah. to his, like, dog. that nobody else is communicating, nobody else is yeah. just troping around with their own Wookiee uh, yeah. that they're talking with all day long. Everyone else is looking a little nervous that this maniac's the one flying the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, or should we want to let the Wookiee whisperer fucking behind <laughs> the wheel right now? <laughs> all right. Here goes, we're going light speed, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess we're going light speed. Like, wait, Buckle what? up. Because that kind of gets me thinking. I kind of do still look at, like you called him a space gorilla. I kind of look at him more as animal than alien. So that kind of gets me some of the the other kind of best uh, non-human partnership. Right off the bat jumps off my head to me, uh, Turner and Hooch. Turner and you get the, Hooch. In, the, in the many of the age-old genre of buddy cop movies involving a dog, where you get Turner and Hooch, which was a great one because, I don't know, I forget which one was Turner. They probably pulled the old, like... Tom Hanks is Hooch and the dog is Turner, one of those. Yeah, but is one name more of a dog than the other? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. I feel like both names is not appropriate for a human and equally appropriate for yeah, a dog. And both are perfect for dogs. Yeah. I think but Turner and Hooch, was, too. The, I'm sorry. The dog was like a witness to the crime. And, like, that's why he had to pair up with Tom Hanks. Yeah, because he wasn't, that was the best part, because he wasn't even, like, a police dog. (laughs) Usually it's, like, like, it's not even, like, a movie, like, like revolving around a a cop and his dog sidekick. Like, a (laughs) bomb-sniffing dog that saves, like, they could make a real drama about, like, a police dog. But, (laughs) no, they just got some, like, sloppy bulldog who's not, like, sniffing out bombs. He's just shitting on the rug and just, like, drooling everywhere. Yeah, just, just like, like Han Solo, dog. too. But you're right, he, like, witnessed the crime. Yeah. And then was just like, the only person that I got the positive ID is Hooch. <laughs> or Turner. <laughs> or Turner. <laughs> Whichever one the fucking dog is. And in all of those cop dog movies, you know that, like, at the end of the day, they're definitely going to solve the case. And at some point, he's definitely going to trash the apartment. He does trash the apartment. <laughs> and Tom Hanks tries to, like, break it down for him. Like, this is my side of the apartment. <laughs> this is your side of the apartment. Oh, Hooch. And was Hooch not respecting of the boundaries? Yeah, sure as shit. Dog? It would have so gone if you're wrong. doing that with Chewie, Chewie goes, and you go, no, Chewie. You, no. you stand your side. Okay, all right. You can come on over. Perfect. Yeah, that would have worked out perfectly. All right. Dude, like I like I understand where the bitter cops come from too. When you see those cops that are like like if, if they try to match me up with a dog, like on my first day at the at the <laughs> precinct, I would definitely become one of those cops like shaking down kids for weed and like bullying the local businesses out of free pizzas and like. Me and the dog would be like training day, where I'd just be fucking like running amok all over town with some dog in the front seat. Hooch, this is not an option. You are going to smoke this shit. Yeah, I'd be like, Captain, the dog was smoking PCP all day, I swear. <laughs> but it wasn't kids. me. It was... 
But so then in other because uh, there were other dog movies. What about like the Beethoven or Air Buds? Because um, those are like those aren't they don't they're not like the non-human sidekick. They're the fucking it's, it's Air Bud. Like, well, he's Beethoven, got the, yeah, he doesn't really psychic. He's just a dog. But yeah, Air Bud is like you said, more of like the he's the, the star, star of the show. He's the title. And he's the little fucking nerdy white kid that can't ball at all is this yeah, fucking... He's the, hum- is he's the nerdy is he's human sidekick. sidekick. As Air Bud drops 40, as Air Bud <laughs> yeah. gets a triple-double, and this fucking kid rides the pine. Like, how little black kids were in your town when you got to get a golden retriever in there to score some fucking baskets? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, go, like, play another... Go play Frisbee or something that a dog... Like, it makes sense to work your dog in. And how terrible you at basketball, too, where the dog has to vouch for you to get you on the fucking <laughs> freshman yeah, <seriously>. team. <laughs> exactly. This kid was riding Air Bud's coattails throughout his entire... Uh, he's got a varsity letter because of fucking stupid Air Bud. The movie poster that one is the best, too. It's Air Bud's... Straight up dunking, <laughs> dunking, <Yeah>. dunking. <laughs> it's not even. They made a whole movie out of like a stupid pet trick. They yeah. found like he could bang the thing. How did they miss out on like the bulldog riding a skateboard franchise? <laughs> oh, like, I'm sure there's one out there we just don't know about. <laughs> like if we don't get the if we don't get the paperwork across town by three o'clock, the boardwalk's gonna close. <laughs> All right, Grumpy, <laughs> you're facing against Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, because the, and there was uh, so those are lots of the dog ones, and there's also there was the a couple of chimpanzee movies yeah. where Matt LeBlanc was fucking playing yeah. minor league baseball <laughs> with a that one. Dude, <laughs> Ed Ed was the monkey, I think. <laughs> like how like I would just love to. I'm a huge fan of Matt LeBlanc on the surface in this movie, <laughs> just to like get down to what deep dark demons are in his closet, like what vices ran through all of his money that in the middle of like friends being out he needed to fucking make a movie with a chimpanzee playing third base like his yeah, agent calls him up and he's like alright Matt we got, a, we got a script for you yeah you're playing it's just it's a sports movie he's like what am I playing Joe DiMaggio Sonny Listen <laughs> like what exactly is the role no you're you're a minor league baseball player and a chimpanzee is playing third like <laughs> good news is that they'll pay you directly in cocaine like alright I'm in the bad news is though the monkey is getting paid more than you. <laughs> yeah. I mean the movie's called Ed. Yeah, that's it's a good point. It. That's another one of these. <laughs> yeah. Now who was Ed? Was Ed LeBlanc Ed or was the, the monkey? monkey. No, oh, well then the you monkey. see he's that's... not a good sidekick. He's like the Matt star Le... of the show. Matt LeBlanc's a human sidekick. That's one of those movies too. Like, how is this fucking monkey able to play baseball? And there's like the one dude. She's like, I don't see anything in the rule book about it. Doesn't say anything about monkeys. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like really. Isn't yeah, this kind of assumed that use the unwritten rule that, uh, that jungle animals can't play human sports? <laughs> Who's your catcher? Oh, mention. it's a lion. <laughs> Fucking try stealing home, you dick. Yeah. Oh my Not God. to mention the fact he struck out every single time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's got 15 errors, but the field sold out, so... <laughs> so you're right, though. I think that neither... I, I think that all of those... Uh, those are kind of more stars of the show. They're not like sidekicks. We're looking for a good. Uh, well, Clint Eastwood had the monkey sidekick. in like the seventies or eighties, whatever that movie. Every which way but loose. Now this was like they just finally invented on how to like train a monkey to act in a movie, and they're like, "All right, get Eastwood. We're gonna sell yeah. a gazillion tickets." And he's like a bare knuckle boxer, like travels the country with like some monkey he's won in like a fight. He <laughs> <laughs> just goes around like the U.S. <laughs> I, I gotta see this one. <laughs> he just goes around the U.S. and like bare knuckle boxes, then his. Fucking partner is like a monkey, dude. Way better plot than any of the other ones <laughs> yeah, we've, we've listed so far. I imagine it's back in the 70s, too, where Clint Eastwood was still like a young, strong guy. I was like, I think I could kick an orangutan's ass. <laughs> Fucking make it happen. Yeah, I'm at the top of my game. I, I started just off made... as a documentary and ended <laughs> up as a uh, Disney I just classic. made Escape from Alcatraz. So, uh, <laughs> pair me up with an orangutan this time. All right, how about some others? Because I got some other... Uh, one of my favorite non-human sidekicks was Aladdin's sidekick, the genie. 
Not only does he give you three wishes, but he makes hilarious voices and sings a couple of goofy songs That's throughout true. the movie. <laughs> so true. he's a very good non-human sidekick. Yeah, but you have to hang out with Robin Williams for 90 <laughs> minutes. Like, fucking That's Jesus true. Christ, dude. I guess I'd rather have a Hey, look, now I'm an elephant. Huh? Like, I fucking take it easy, Genie. Dude. I didn't even make a wish. I didn't even wish for that, dude. Why are you doing that? Shut up. Shut the fuck up till I need something. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, oh, it wouldn't be good if you wished for this. Yeah. Oh. Hey, look, I'm a TV. You don't even know what that is yet. Like, that fucking ain't easy, dude. Aren't you kind of my slave? Like, don't you live in this lamp until I need <laughs> yes, something from you? Shut up. But he my also one, had another non wish is you shut the fuck up, Robin yeah. Williams. How about that? I'm going to bang the first one wish right out there. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. I wish no you more song and up. dances from you, all right? I wish in 30 years you would just fucking kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Christ almighty genie. All right. They all come, they all, they all come true. <laughs> yeah, there's a great wish. It's a great wish, Aladdin. Um, he also had a monkey. He had a monkey partner too. He, he had, had a boo. And uh, like, he'll go steal shit for you when you need. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good, good part. And shit. Exactly what you want in a monkey. Wear his exact same clothes as you. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine he's like twisting them joints for him. You know he was I mean? also a good non-human sidekick because much like uh, uh, Chewie in the galaxies where the Wookies weren't like so heavily scrutinized, Aladdin was able to walk around in a society where you got a monkey next to you. It's not not a big deal. Yeah. Unlike Matt LeBlanc and Ed, where he's got a monkey next to him. <laughs> and what the fuck? It to everybody. Yeah. yeah. This is just a monkey in India yeah. or wherever Aladdin's from. So. <laughs> yeah, dude, like Afghanistan, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, maybe Aladdin would be so poor, too, if he stopped buying fucking matching outfits for the monkey, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I think you're spending your money all wrong, dude. It's like, <laughs> that monkey really need to wear the fucking same vest and hat that you're wearing, dickhead. <laughs> maybe save up. You don't have to steal so much bread. Yeah, you wouldn't need to steal so much. <laughs> but then the fucking princess had the tiger. But then, uh, I guess the they all had non-human. <laughs> I guess they're not human since they're cartoons, much <laughs> like Roger Rabbit. Yeah. But because then also even Jafar had uh, the parrot. had Godfrey, <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> It'd be great to have a little racist uh, side <laughs> yeah, just saying horrible. Just an anti-Semitic <laughs> fucking parrot. Like whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! He's uh, definitely the most hilarious non-human sidekick. Yeah. Yeah, come I go, this is a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> fucking parrot! We can't hear the fucking aristocrats fucking bit again. Yeah, so then Aladdin's fucking Jasmine in the ass, Jafar's shitting all over the place. And what is up with these Jews? <laughs> We're in the desert here. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> I'm the only Jewish guy in all of Aladdin. The most offensive Disney character. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Oh my God, he was a great, he's a great sidekick if you're uh, trying to thwart Aladdin, and then also want to hear a couple of hilarious Malaysia tsunami jokes. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's perfect. He's Wait a perfect second. sidekick. Did that parrot just make a 9/11 joke? <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So he's a good one. He's, he's a, good a good one. one. Well, we haven't touched like robots. What about like uh, the Terminator in Terminator Two? Only you Terminator see, again, Two. He's he's partnered up with fucking Eddie Furlong. Again, we do kind of cross the line where the movie is called The Terminator. It's not called Eddie Furlong, so I don't know if he's a sidekick as much. True, but I think Eddie Furlong but, has more lines. You're right, Ed, yeah. but Edward Furlong is definitely in charge. Yeah, he gets to tell what to do. Around. Stop killing people! Like, fucking take it easy, Eddie. We paid <laughs> good money to see this. And you're right, All the uh, really all he ever says is, I'll be back. Yeah. So he's coming back to him. Like, that's yeah, and he only... teaches him cool catchphrases. He's like, no, 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 you say hasta la vista, baby. It's like, what? <laughs> Who's teaching this robot to say this stupid shit, dude? See, now that's a good... Ca that's a good uh, Sidekick there because Han was never able to teach Chewie how to say anything. <laughs> he communicated yeah. with the, but he wasn't getting Chewie to go he out there. Couldn't get him to uh, say cool like goodbye, exit yeah. catchphrases. <laughs> May the force be with you. He wasn't getting yeah. anything. Nothing. Nothing. But, but uh, uh, any other robots? Another. Well, what about like uh, Kit? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Old Kit Knight Rider. Knight Rider. 
He's perfect because like he like you get to just pick up on pick up all the chicks because you're a cool car while the cool car does all of the work for you too. Now, wait a second. Is the car Knight Rider though, or is David Hasselhoff Knight Rider, or is That's like true. David well, no, Hasselhoff the car is Knight? Kit. The car is, is Rider K something nine yeah. thousand. Yeah, you're right. Something you're right. else where it spells out Kit. It's one of the acronyms or whatever you call them. But uh, so that's why he's Kit, and then the Knight Rider is. Come on, he's out there. He's riding at night. He's yeah, got yeah. the sunglasses on. He's the pre-Baywatch years before. He's <laughs> fucking saving babes <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, for sure. First Him in his car, voiced by Mr. Feeny from fucking <laughs> Boy Meets World. <laughs> they could that's true. That's definitely a negative for as a sidekick. I'd rather again in the. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't find a more badass voice than Feeny. Than Feeny? Is he still logically trying yes, to teach Hasselhoff lessons? I will go right 200 miles an hour and save the day. Do you want to think about the decision first or <laughs> talk to your parents? Like, no, Knight Rider. Yeah, couldn't you be a little bit more exciting with your fucking action packed show right now? Yeah, Jesus, kid. I will do a 360 and wind up in the middle <laughs> of the bank robbery, getting away with our armor plated tank. All right, how about a little bit of a uh, pizzazz with it, though? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. We're driving fast. Show a little enthusiasm. One time I used to see Mr. Feeney in uh, his neighborhood in the West Village where he lived, and I worked in the neighborhood, and then one time there was, like, a fire at this, like, restaurant or street across the street, uh-huh. and Mr. Feeney came up to me and asked me. He was like, hey, what's going on? And I wanted to be like... <laughs> <laughs> Wanna be like nothing? Get lost, Feeny. <laughs> and totally like sully my good graces that I had made. I think Corey right, and Sean. Story, yeah. I think Corey and Sean were playing with fireworks. You better go check it out, Feeny. Yeah, yeah. I don't know any other. Any others? Is uh... what about ET? Okay, ET is a very good alien. Wasn't he the kid's alien friend? He's now, again. Bit, he's a little bit needy for a uh, non-human sidekick. Han and Chewie were like saving the galaxy together. E.T., the whole fucking movie's around trying to hitch a ride home. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. He's not really as much of a sidekick as he's just like a bad guest who shows up (laughs) without a ride home. Eats everyone's Reese's Pieces. (laughs) Scares the shit out of a five-year-old me. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And then, yeah, begs everyone for a ride home. I tried to watch that movie when I was six, and it just terrified the shit out of me. Like, when he first meets E.T., and, like, this alien just pops out of this cornfield and screams (laughs) in this kid's face. I was like, what, are you fucking kidding me? This is a kid's movie? Like, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And he's, like, very creepy looking. He's not like Alf, who was, like, an alien when we were kids. That was so cute. He could be another non-human. I don't know. Alf was always trying to eat the family cat, though. Like, no one thought about getting rid rid of one of them. Well, I mean, we had the cat first, but Alf is hilarious. Alf is hilarious. Exactly. Yeah. He's always—he's just this little midget but running like around. Because like, you're right, because ET was like a gross-looking, weird alien. He <laughs> yeah. wasn't even like a you know, yeah, at least like little creature. Yeah, at least Alf would like read the newspaper and like give his takes on kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Alf of the original Geeked Up podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah, really. We're hoping to get him on too one of these days. <laughs> All right. Well, that was it for the closer look. Then I think that's—I uh, think we did a closer look. But if anyone out there can think of any uh, non-human partners that we might have missed. Shoot us an email or message us on Facebook. Yeah, sooner or later we'll come up with an email address. This is uh, the trial one. We didn't really think ahead of our. Uh, we didn't really think ahead of ourselves. With send us a fax, dates, or emails, or yeah, but just yeah. text us. All right. All right. Now we've come to the game time part of the show. This is where that we dog enough of these shows and movies, and people are always coming up to us and asking like, "Hey, you think you could do better? You could do better at that?" And I. Uh, think maybe maybe we can so this is the game time we're gonna go into the geeked up game room and see uh, what game we're gonna play this episode and it turns out we pulled out good old character swap yes character swap basically uh, and basically the idea is the show is the uh, fact that people so they're great television characters but they're not necessarily fulfilling their best by being bound to the show that they're in 
So we're going to be swapping them out and taking characters, a great character from one show, and seeing if they couldn't be better served in the TV or better served in the geek universe in a different show. That's right. Before the show, we drew uh, five characters out of a hat. We did. We put about 30 characters in a hat. or, Or a bingo wheel, potentially. I have a bingo wheel. We haven't set it up yet, so we're still doing the old school hat style for now. But a bingo wheel in the future. But uh, so yeah, we threw a whole bunch of names of classic TV characters in a hat. We, uh, and we picked them out. Who do who do we come? We up drew with? five names out. We drew five names out. So to start, we uh, picked five names. So we picked out uh, Uncle Jesse, Beavis, Michonne, Mister Belding, and Christopher Montalsani. So what we did here then is we each of us, Liam and I, we both had these five characters from these five different TV shows. What we did is we reassigned them. We swapped them out for other great shows that we think they'd be more appropriate in. We haven't shared with each other who we picked. Who we yes, picked. so we know the show. We know the characters that we're going to be doing, but we don't know the shows that each other are going to be putting them in. And we're going to be, uh, between the two of us, deciding in civil fashion which of our presentation is the best, and then ultimately we're going to leave it up to you guys to decide which is the ultimate best character swap. Who's the big winner? Who's the big winner of the character swap? The winner gets a t-shirt. Will it be a free shirt Friday? (laughs) Maybe if there's any leftover in the closet, but some other good. We'll dip into the geeked up prize closet and give some goodies away to you guys, but that's right. prize to be determined. When, right. when, it, when an airing date for the podcast is determined, well... All right, so you want to uh, want to kick it off? Who, who do we say pick here first? Uncle Jesse? Uncle Jesse was the first pick. Should Let's I take uh, Uncle Jesse? All right, so I'll start off uh, with uh, Uncle Jesse from, uh, of course, from Full House. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, but uh, Uncle Jesse, I always felt that uh, I would love to see Uncle Jesse replaced with, because he was, of course, my least of the three favorite uncles in Full House, so I, I would really like to see him replaced with Tobias Beecher from especially season one of Oz. <laughs> All right, now, if you're not familiar with Oz, of course, Tobias Beecher is the main character who, in the first season, was the bitch of the Aryan, <laughs> the Aryan Brotherhood. And there was a lot of raping going on, so I'd love to see, you know, like, uh, Uncle Jesse about to get in with a bunch of Aryan brothers lined up in the shower. Uncle Jesse, hey, not the hair, not the hair. <laughs> He's singing one of them a song. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, singing, he's singing Beach Boys <laughs> tunes for cigarettes as the Aryan Brotherhood's cleaning up, you know. And then uh, we'd finally get to see if Uncle Jesse really had the guts. He was able to boss around DJ and Stephanie. Is he really going to be able to kill people to thwart the Aryan Brotherhood, set up murders and whatnot to get them off his back, turn into a real prison tough guy? It would, he'd, either die, he'd either succeed or die trying. Either way, I'd like to see it from Uncle Jesse. All right. What do you got? Well, shit, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think I either fucked up or you fucked up, but I used the wrong Uncle Jesse, <laughs> but kind of in the same line. I took Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Jesse. Jesse. Oh, Uncle, Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. <laughs> I don't know why that even came Uncle to me. Jesse. Of course I would pick Full House, but I actually put him in Full House. I swapped him out with your... <laughs> butt-raped Uncle Jesse. <laughs> and I put my redneck moonshine and Uncle Jesse in the full house house instead of John okay, Stamos. Okay, all right, I see. And I like the whole idea of, like, let's say uh, little Stephanie walks downstairs in the little studio apartment that Uncle Jesse had. But Stephanie, like, oh, Uncle Jesse, what are you doing, recording music? I'm like, no, Stephanie, 
I am clearly brewing moonshine down here. <laughs> Don't let Danny know how messy it is down here. Yeah. We know he'll flip out. Much less, much less parental guidance from Uncle Jesse. Yeah, you know, like the whole Duke's Hazard theme mixed with the Full House. Little Between Stephanie. Stephanie and Daisy, he definitely has experience with hot nieces. He so definitely, some, uh, he does have some hot nieces thrown off there. And then it gets the real moment too. You know, like the slow down Full House. Like every time Stephanie's crying about her stupid dead mom. Like no, <laughs> I, I miss my dead mom. And Uncle Jesse's like, well, Stephanie, here's the deal. And then, you know, it'll cut to commercial. Like, oh, how Uncle Jess handle this next? <laughs> Tune in. How, <laughs> Tune in next week. How will that Tanner family get over their dead mom this week? All right, that's a good one. I think Uncle Jesse perhaps better swapped with Uncle Jesse. I think uh, yeah, that's probably a better swap. I think you would handle it well. So, all right, so it's one for I, me. Yeah, I'd say a more, logical, a more logical swap would be Uncle Jesse for Uncle Jesse. All right, so that's one in my tally. My Uncle Jesse is a winner. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the lead on this one then, feeling high and confident. that. Uh, so now do you go first, or am I going first? Yeah, I'll go first with Beavis. All right, we got Beavis coming up next. I'll do a Beavis run. I'll do a Beavis run. I think uh, my Beavis, I took Beavis from obviously Beavis and Butthead. Let's make sure. What? On the, I got the wrong Beavis. <laughs> let's make sure we're on the same show here. Um, I took Beavis. Nah, Beavis. Now to me, I think he would, uh, he's an underutilized guy. I would put Beavis. Now, get, wrap your mind around this. This cartoon character on the real show ER. My Beavis <laughs> is going on ER. Now, he's working those long shifts. He's drinking a lot of caffeine. Yeah, he's uh, eating a lot of candy. You know what that happens. He turns into the great Dr. Cornholio. Dr. Cornholio. Now, he comes bursting into surgery rooms. Oh, my God. How do we save this guy? He's got a log through his head. Nah, do you have TP for my bungo? Oh, it's Dr. Cornholio. His methods are crazy. But he always gets the job done. So he's kind of like a Dr. House. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Figuring the wife, different ways. For, the angry uh, husband runs in to see what's going on with his wife. What are you doing to my wife? And he just looked, are you threatening me? <laughs> blood, <laughs> blood, 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 blood. What do we need? More fire, fire. We're going to solderize the wound with fire. So I'm going with, uh, I think Beavis would be a great match in uh, ER. Okay. Surgeon Dr. ER. Corn, Dr. Cornholio. All right, Liam? well, I took, uh, I've got a couple candidates here, because one that I thought would whoa, be whoa, great, whoa, 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 now whoa. we're kind of crossing uh, television movie, but I think that's, uh, I think that, Beavis might be a great replacement to Devin on the Geeked Up podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of... Uh, we could finally get the... We, we already have the one guy going... Uh, Devin's girlfriend is listening. The UTI podcast sounds an awful lot like Beavis and Butthead with one guy always yeah, um, laughing along. So I feel that... Uh, she says that Liam has a, definitely has a Butthead reputation. So I can see the... Uh, so I feel we put Beavis on here. We'd finally have a good, well-balanced... <laughs> The Beavis and Liam show. We'd both be cracking up. <laughs> I feel like we've seen this show before. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. They try to make a comeback. But I, my uh, actual, I, I thought that <laughs> Beavis would be a better swap. With uh, I'm taking, I'm swapping Beavis out with Betty White from the Golden Girls. <laughs> Go on. Go All right, on. they're both kind of dumb. So that's a good one. <laughs> then you get to hear things like Blanche rules and <laughs> like Beavis just like hanging out. <laughs> Me and Italian ladies making fun of people. Beavis just laughing along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old. <laughs> they're old. <laughs> oh my God. All right, God, that's a hard one. So who do we go with here? ZR, does Dr. Cornelio win or does uh, Beavis warning out with his, uh, or just me? I, th I say Beavis replacing me on the, uh, yeah, or, uh, on the Geek Dad. I think, uh, I think we got to go with that one. I don't know. Beavis with, uh, with ER, there's probably a lot more, a lot more room to go wrong. You know, the Golden Girls, it's kind of a bunch of guys. Very so, Beavis and Butthead. They're pretty much doing the same thing, sitting around watching TV, <laughs> exactly. not really doing anything. Couch that's, that's what I was thinking before, too. Yeah, he'd be very comfortable just sitting on the couch watching TV all day. You know? 
All right, I'm going to give you Beavis, Golden Girls Beavis. Golden Girls Beavis? All right, then I'm going to take a crack because I don't like the defeat. So now we're talking, uh, we're 1-1 here, guys. I don't like the defeat, so I think I got a golden one here with Michonne. Next up on the list is Michonne. Old uh, Michonne from Walking Dead. You know her as the uh, true survivor. She showed up in season two. She carries the sword. She's got the dreadlocks. And her best thing is like, when she first came out, she had the two zombies chained behind her with the uh, (laughs) jaws chopped off, their arms chopped off, so she could blend in crowds. And that's the one I'm going with. So I'm going to start this one off. I'm taking Michonne. And I'm replacing her with Elaine or swapping her out. And I'm putting uh, Michonne in Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm putting Michonne in Seinfeld. Now hear me out here. It's a great episode. You're all right. The buzzer goes off. Jerry answers it. Hello, Michonne. It's me. Ah, come on up. Michonne gets up there. She starts complaining like, oh, you know, the guy I was uh, trying to pick up on. He said no. He said he was busy tomorrow. And Jerry's just like, do you think it's the zombies? <laughs> it might be the zombies, Michelle replies. It's Why always the zombies. the zombies. Can't you go, any- Can you go anywhere without the zombies? <laughs> you know, if aliens were above us looking down and saw us walking the zombies around, they would think, hey, I think these zombies are in charge. Well, they kind of are in charge, I mean, you're Jerry. you're at the gym not fighting the apocalypse. Do you really need the zombies? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking a, I think I got a yeah, pretty no, solid one. would definitely be uh Kramer would come all in, be startled. You yeah, know? see this. Whoa, whoa, I forgot you. You're still, you're still uh, going around those things, right? I know a guy, uh, Jerry Sacamano. He uh, is a zombie guy. He takes the arms yeah, and yeah, jaws exactly. off. He actually, uh, do you still have the arms and jaws? I got a guy that does the things with them. It's kind of like my muffin top Compared idea. to George's life, the zombies wouldn't seem too bad. You know, you gotta... George walks in. No, you're still doing the zombies thing. These zombies are making me thirsty. <laughs> it's a great episode. You went with uh, more comedy related. I kind of went more with the because uh, I was thinking about Michonne as a character. She's the survivor, like you said. Mm-hmm. She's got you know she's got the people shackled, the zombies, you know, de-jawed and shackled behind her. So she obviously doesn't mind like enslaving beings for her own protection, right? <laughs> right so I felt that right. she would make a very good contribution or a very easy segue into Roots. She <laughs> right. doesn't mind the enslaving of other beings. Now, is this her because her character is black by any chance? Or no, ironically enough, she happens to be black. But it was really more of the enslaving the other beings. She's got them all, you know, shackled behind her. She can blend in anytime she's in roots. Anytime a white guy comes on, she hides in between this whole mists of slaves to throw them off, you know? Here comes the white There's guy. quick gathered around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just a bunch of slaves shackled walking down the street. Yeah. No free person. She yeah. can, like, have, like, a life of freedom. She can be, like, the one free person in roots. Hidden between all these shackled slaves that she has, just like she used her same gimmick from uh, Walking Dead, put it into roots, but boom, she's a free. Uh, it's the same concept. Everyone's still hunting her, you gotta hide. It's pretty good. No one's questioned the person in the middle with the chain. Yeah. And she wouldn't. Nobody would want her to change her name because it's so badass, Michonne. They're, they're not asking her to change Michonne anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. Roots. So we can go with comedy or just like extremely <laughs> sketchy races. We gonna shut it down after episode. Yeah, I think that for uh, the purposes of episode two, maybe uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> we give Seinfeld the win here. Yeah, I think Michonne Seinfeld. Yeah, that mo- mo- lends more towards. Uh, there's more situations of <laughs> sheer hilarity to arise. All right. All right, so um, I'll let you take the next one. I'll let you... Uh... So two to one, man. So this is a little bit of pressure on me here. Two to one. If I drag uh, out my back to the wall, if I drop this one, there's not going to be a game five. That's right. But you're still going to hear it, though. Yeah, damn right you are. So all right, Lee, you want to take uh, Mr. Belding? Mr. Belding for a spin? All right, Mr. Belding for we a spin. We all know and love him from uh, Say by the Bell. <laughs> okay, yes, Mr. Belding, of course. The way the, two uh, hands on the principal. principal from uh, Saved by the Bell. He wasn't really I that felt... mean. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> Zach true. literally delivered this dude's wife's baby <laughs> in an elevator. 
<laughs> but they hated him. Well, I thought that he would be a good. Uh, I thought that he would have been a great replacement for Dean McMahon for Saved by the Bell, the college years. You know, Are you fucking kidding. <laughs> you just not want a round five. Mr. Belding, a second chance to really sink through to Zach and Slater after all the years. You know, and I felt like he was so close to finally getting through. You know. Because he couldn't. Belding was still doing the I mean, principal of the, the new class. Yeah, and I mean, come on. The chemistry between uh, Zach and Mr. Belding. You don't want to, you don't want to, for TV purposes, you don't want to break that up, you know? He's saving, like you said, he's delivering his baby in the elevator. There's history there. You want to see that relationship, that mentor-pupil relationship blossom. I that, but like, come on. So, the dean, has anyone ever been to fucking college? Who, like, Dean McMahon? You don't have, like, a dean chasing you around. Like, <laughs> Zach's 20 at this point. He hasn't yeah. got his shit together. To, like, I'll give Dean McMahon the best. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing, too, that Mr. Belding did a fantastic there's a lot of Zach gets underrated. He did make it to college, so yeah, his principal dude. in high school didn't do too bad of a job. <laughs> all right, a great job. So Mr. Belding was a solid uh, high school mentor. I figure it's good for Zach if he continues this relationship on college. I'm putting Principal Belding as in, in instead of Dean McMahon from Saved by the Bell, the college years, <laughs> and all that. the kids in Saved by the Bell, the new class, can fail out of high school and fucking end up homeless. Because what do I care about the Saved by the Bell, the new class? You know what I mean? All right. Well, on that, actually, on that note, I took my Mr. Belding and kept him in the same idea. He's a, as you said, he's a great high school uh, principal. But in my instance, I moved him to a different school. I moved him to a good old Baltimore, Maryland, and had <laughs> old Mr. Belding be the principal of the high school that they focused on, like season, season four, four of The, of the Wire. Wire. Okay, all right, <laughs> that's nice. right, that's right. See if, see if his like to, methods will sink through yeah. to Wallace and Randy and the yeah, gang. I like to picture like the good drug deal going around the corner, and this Belding turning around the corner and being like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey! <laughs> <laughs> what is going on around here? Just like, bitch, get out of here, Belding, before I fucking kill you!" <laughs> all right, freeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead, like Zachariah is the main. Started this high school, dude. He was like, yo, freeze. I'm about to shoot Principal Belding because he just caught me fucking selling crack. Before McNulty gets here, yeah. I got to fucking kill Belding because he just got me. Unfreeze. Bitch. <laughs> Boom. All right. That's a strong one. That's a strong one. That's a strong one. What do you do? You think that his, do you think that his lessons would have gone on? Uh, you think that they they would have gone as deep? No, I think it been a one. I think it would have been like a one week career. A one episode. Yeah, a very short career. So in the theory of um. Just in Zach's good interest, I gotta give you that one because <laughs> I don't think my building would survive. Yeah, we gotta string the... a second episode. We gotta yeah. string a. We're hoping to get a season two out of this. He show, would be, yeah. Uh, yeah, opening episode of season four, <laughs> cameo appearance by Belding. All right, so, so my building, my building's a goner. All right, so I guess just to uh, so I win that one. So I guess just to recap before we get into the fifth and final in this two-part game of a who's the best uh, character swapper between me and Devin, and then. With a some some sort of geeked up prize up on the line, who won the ultimate? Uh, so which? All right. So doing, then, uh, so the game's tied two two. Okay. So, so yeah, we're tied. Count. So just to recap here, we're tied two two. We went with uh, Devin's Uncle Jesse for Uncle Jesse. We went with me with the Beavis and Liam show as opposed <laughs> to the. Uh, then we went with uh, Devin's Mr. Belding. No, we went with, we went with uh, Devin's Michonne. We went oh, with yes. my Michonne from Seinfeld. Yeah, your Michonne from Seinfeld, and then my and, uh, Mr. Belding. We went with your Belding, though. I feel like mine was a clear winner. And he would have been killed off too quick. <laughs> so for length purposes, and like we said, for Zach's goodwill. <laughs> yeah, for the, come on. Zach, they got a good thing going here. So we're tied 2-2 here now. So just to reiterate, what we're going to do here is uh, our last character is Christopher Montesani from The Sopranos. The deciding vote. Who wins the in-house podcast best character swap game? All right, so that recaps us all up. The uh, fifth and final contestant here, Christopher Maltensante from the Oh! Hey, oh! Whoa, 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 easy, Leo. <laughs> all 
Uh, all right, so I have him swapped with. Uh, I'm going to go on another stretch here. I'm going to swap Christopher Moulton Santhi from The Sopranos. I'm going to go cross genre again, too. And I'm going to swap him with one of my favorite movies character, another mobster movie that he might be familiar with. But I'm going to swap him with Spider from Goodfellas. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so basically, he can play himself. Because, I mean, come on. Do we really want to change a good. we got a good thing going here with Mike Rampirli early. I don't want to be ruffling any. He's going to stay with Chris. He's going to stay as Spider. Be hanging out with the boys. It'll be very comfortable. Now I'm really table. interested, though. Is Spider going to be, like, playing Chris on Sopranos, though, too? <laughs> like, how deep does this go? How, like, mirror behind a mirror image are we doing here? Like, yeah. Is Spider Chris now? <laughs> is it a full swap? Hey, Chrissy, there's something different about you. No, I just figured Christopher was very much of, like, a bitch on The Sopranos. He's used to getting yeah. his balls broke by uh, Tony and Paul. You know what I mean? He'd, be, he'd feel very comfortable with Ray Liotta busting his chops, you know? So... So Spider, <laughs> so Spider, uh, so, yeah, so Christopher, Christopher Montesante is gonna go. He's gonna be Spider. He's gonna be sitting there getting uh, getting Henry drinks, getting drinks for Henry. <laughs> I don't think Chris would like that though, man. We uh, <laughs> didn't like getting drinks from. He didn't like getting drinks for Tony, but he did. That's true. That's true. And plus, when Christopher died, you know, like the the log through the car went right through the baby. Plus, seat. Christopher did have a lot of balls. You know, Spider did. Uh, you know. He did laugh at the wrong. Not <laughs> yeah. right. Justify this all you want. I took a different approach. You actually went, played the game. I played the game a little bit. I played the game a little bit. I uh, instead of the uh, the narrator Daniel Stern on the Wonder Years, I put him in the Wonder Years. He's the narrator on the Wonder Years. So uh, the narrator on the Wonder Years. Okay, all right. I like where you're going. With you know, this. like we're seeing like our good. So friend. now the narrator wasn't that. He wasn't Kevin. Fred Savage. He wasn't Kevin. He was like the guy being like. I knew tomorrow was going to be a okay, rough day at high so school. You're gonna be, so he's going to be narrating Kevin's life. As Christopher. As, as Christopher. Yeah, Christopher will be but narrating. But just the narrator, not like, it's not like a young Kevin Arnold. It's yeah, exactly. The narrator, just like you said, the narrator of the Wonder Years. So, you know, like, he'll take Winnie out to, like, the drive-in, <laughs> you know. <laughs> They're just, like, we're doing the basic shit. They're going to get home. He's going to go in for a kiss. And He's going to say, I can't. And he's going to be like, no, oh, at this point, after everything I did for you tonight, <laughs> this fucking bufangu of a bitch won't even give me a kiss on the cheek. Are you fucking kidding me? I bring you to Jeff's pizza shop. Are you fucking kidding me? We go out for me? sodas, nothing. And my buddy Paul. You know, that was the nerdy kid's name was Paul. Paul. buddy Pauly. I don't know. We're getting in trouble. Oi, Pauly. <laughs> what are you being such a bitch for? <laughs> Oh, my God, I love this dude. He's got a brother. When he doesn't like me, I'm going to go shoot up with Adriana. Hey, Wayne, don't forget, even though you're my brother, I'll punch you right in the fucking mouth. You're going to let me borrow the car tonight, is what I wanted to say. <laughs> All right, I got to give, give you the go on that one. Yeah, no, no, I thought the Spider-Christopher argument was a, was a pretty good one. It was a compelling argument, but... All right, folks, so then that is uh, a 3-2 tally to me. I feel like I win the game so of character swap. first winner, but that doesn't make him the winner. Well, take it easy. I feel, like <laughs> okay, I'm, uh, somehow. I feel like I'm doing pretty good here. But, Liam, and is the game over? I don't think the game's the over. The game never ends here on Geek. But wait, <laughs> there's more! <laughs> we want to judge you guys. Send us in another character from another show and put him in a different show. Who would you... What? Who's your best character swap? A geeked up prize goes to the best one of your character swaps. So emailed to our uh, geeked up email, which we haven't made yet. Email us that, and we will, um, uh, you know, we'll send you a prize. We have our geeked up collection, our geeked up collectibles. Oh, we got a geeked up prize closet here, folks. You thought free shirt Fridays were good? Oh, baby. So do you like short Sharknado beer koozies? Huh? What? Do you like Brooklyn X Men action hats? figures? Huh? What? We got plenty of them. Tell him to email, Russ. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, Ross, tell him the email. <laughs> it's <a> UTI and SoundCloud. <laughs> we got an email. Yes, we'll make up an, we email. an email. We got a Listen soundtrack. Listen to episode two, and then you'll find out what the email. Well, then by then we'll have made an email. Then you email what you heard from episode one. It'll be great. All right, guys. So that's the show. But as geeks, of course, Liam, we're never done playing around. Always playing and fooling around with the slime. So uh, let's end on a little mini game. Should we do a little IMDb trivia since IMDb or oh shoot, here comes our boy Steven Root. <laughs> let's close this one up with the Steven Root game. All right, folks. So what we're going to do here is uh, if you've ever watched TV or seen a movie, you've probably stumbled across our boy Steven Root. <laughs> one of the best, just hardest working actors. Everyone probably best knows him as probably Jimmy James from News Radio. I would or say the, uh, squirrely guy from Office Space. Or the squirrel or Milton from Office Space. Milton from Office Space. Remember that guy's name? Look him up on IMDb. You'll recognize him immediately. You've seen him in everything. So what I'm going to do here now is I'm going to present three movies, three movies to Liam, two of which our boy Stephen Root has been in, one of which he is not. Okay, and my job is to identify. So I'm trying to redeem myself from my earlier loss, and my job is to identify which of these one movies Steven Root was not in. Not in. So I'm going to name you the movie, and I'm going to name you the character he played. So, oh shoot, here comes Steven Root. Here we go. Liam, which one of these movies was Steven Root not in? Was he the DEA, the DEA agent in Crocodile Dundee 2? Was he the exterminator in Home Improvement? Or was he Norm's cousin Mike from out of town on Cheers? Wow. All right. So read those back again. I'm going to have to do press. I'm going to actually don't. You don't have to read back. For whatever reason, the exterminator from Home Improvement is like ringing a bell to me. All right. Okay. All right. The uh, last one that, and then what was it? Was the uh, it was uh, the DEA agent DEA from agent Crocodile Dundee Two? Crocodile Dundee Two. Or Norm's cousin Mike from out of town on Cheers. Okay. Now. I've remembered Stephen Root as the DEA agent in the famed Crocodile Dundee 2. All right. And I feel like I have recognized, I feel a vague recollection of Stephen Root in some goofy hat with like an ex <laughs> as the exterminator in Home Improvement, Improvement for a very man manly Tim the Toolman Taylor who ruh, had to, ruh, uh, ruh, ruh, ruh. you know, bow down to his wife in order to call it. I'm sure he could have gotten the, the mouse out himself, but he had to call the uh, eccentric exterminator that turned out to be Stephen Root, which would leave us... Mike's cousin from Cheers. Now, Mike, I got. I'm gonna go with Mike's cousin from Cheers. Liam, you have won the I Stephen Root game. Stephen Root challenge. It turns out nice. there's Norm never had a cousin, Mike. So, all right, guys. Once again, my name's Devin Barnes. With always with me is Big LW, <laughs> the Law Dog himself, <laughs> Liam Whalen. Remember, guys, we'll hear you up next week. Remember, you don't have to work tomorrow. Get geeked up. <laughs>